Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who didn't come out quite right, but we love him anyway. It's Frank. How are you today? I am fine. All five of me. There's just five of you. Is that that the right number? Five? Yeah, five's good. Yeah, five's good. The tech guy, the yeah. hunter guy, the sniper guy, well, the I'm brawler guy. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got cool. what you. Cool. I got what you're laying down, Frank. Before we talk about what we're laying down, what are you drinking today? I am drinking something that you drank a couple weeks ago when you were uh, at my place. Uh, mm. A Oscar Blues Mama's Little Yellow Pills. Oh yeah, that was good. It's a good one. That was really good. Mm-hmm. It's called Bohemian Pilsner. That's into good. it i'm enjoying it it's refreshing on a hot day that's good. fantastic good frank i'm not drinking a beer mostly because i have not gone to the store to pick up more beer oh so what did you um, gin up i am ginning myself you i ginned up um i'm drinking a short path distillery gin uh which is from everett mass you introduced me to this yeah uh, I have two in my house. This one and the summer one, which is like a berry one. But this is just the regular one that kind it just honestly, it tastes like a Christmas tree. Yeah. It's the good stuff. It is the good stuff. And I'm drinking it straight. No ice. Nothing nice. in it. Just completely, just completely as is. I was drinking a polar seltzer before, um, but I, I ran out of that. So now I'm just on the gin. And I could have lied and told you I wasn't drinking anything, but I just felt like I couldn't do that. You know. You know the audience and I appreciate your honesty uh, in this time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, it's a 48% alcohol. Um, oh, I was actually, I made that up, but it's actually 43%. Nice. Uh, so it's an 86 proof. Gosh, gosh wow. there's a lot of alcohol okay. in here. Well, this uh, Bohemian Pilsner is a 4.7%, so you win. Hmm. Well, I mean, I could just put a little dot in between the four oh, and go. the other number, yeah, um, to make it to make it a little bit more even. But then I would probably die mm-hmm. from the amount mm-hmm. that I think that I could drink, and I'm not I'm not about that life, Frank. I like to live life on the edge, but not so much on the edge that it goes against my programming, which is the will to live. Mm. Well put, well put. Thank, thank you. Speaking of programming and the will to live, we are here to talk about Star Wars The Bad Batch, the newest animated program from the Star Wars universe, created by the one, the only, Dave Filoni, whom mm-hmm. we know and love. And by when I say whom we know, we just know of him. He does Correct. Know we us do not or... personally know him. No, personally, even I don't think he cares who we are as long as we watch <laughs> his stuff, which we do. Uh, 
We do. Yes, I, I do watch his stuff. So we're here to talk about two things. One, The Bad Batch, and also uh, I would like to talk a little bit about the making of the Mandalorian special, Ooh. Um, which I don't know if you had the chance to watch I, yet or I've not. I have not yet had the chance. But, but I'll, I'll make you watch it by the end of this conversation if we run out of time. How's that? I plan to either way. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you can sure. convince yeah. me uh, even more. I will. I will convince you. Um, so... But let's start with the Bad Batch because that came out first. They were introduced in the last season of the Clone Wars that premiered on Disney Plus, and they are for those of you who are listening and unaware and didn't watch Bad Batch or don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, they are the um, a group of clones from the from Camino that just didn't come out quite right. We were told, you know, but they're really more an experiment to see if they mm. could like what they could do with clones. And so they're they are regular clone troopers, but they're they're all specially gifted, different personalities in one way or the other. So instead of being like of the same caliber, like one's better at this task and one's better at this one. So you have this group of elite soldiers that are one's the leader and the hunter named Hunter and one's the tech guy named Tech. And one's the cyborg named I forget, and one is the brawler named I forget. And so <laughs> you look up their names. There <laughs> Isn't are, that funny? There are a bunch. Yeah, there there are a lot of them, and I do have a hard time keeping keeping them straight. To be bah, perfectly, you look it up on IMDb, and it's Brad. It's um, T. Bradley Baker as the he, bad batch. He, he, as the yeah. bad batch. I'm like, that's so unhelpful. I know, right? Um, when it comes to Hunter, comes to Wrecker, their names. Tech, Crosshair, and Echo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um, yeah. So, um, uh, truthfully, here's here's. I thought the beginning of the show was great, and I thought the end of the show was interesting, and the middle I was really lukewarm on. Okay, I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've heard a lot of enthusiasm from Star Wars fans, and I felt like, am I being negative? Because I, I feel like it's, let's be honest, the last few years, there has been a lot of controversy in Star Wars fandom, where if people don't like something, they feel like they need to yuck everyone else's yum. And so mm -hmm. I don't want to be that guy, but I felt like, I'm not really enjoying, I'm not really captivated by this, I'm not really enjoying this. To be honest with you, I didn't care much for the Bad Batch arc in the Clone Wars. I didn't either. Mm -mm. So I wasn't no, that excited I, for this show to begin with. And then, okay, like I, I kind of I got on board at the beginning and was sort of like, all right, I, this is interesting with Omega and everything. This is an interesting mystery that they've introduced and, and sort of watching the Empire come into being is interesting. But the middle of it, it really lost me. And I, I just sort of felt like I'm sure these stories are going to matter, but it sort of felt like season one of of. Clone Wars or Rebels, where it was sort of like it meandered a little bit in the first season, and then found it. Both of those just found their footing later, and I yep. kind of feel like that's what we have happening here as well. And I'm absolutely with you there. And so i I also didn't I didn't really care for the episodes that in the Clone Wars um, season uh, final season, not because they were bad. Uh, mostly because I really wanted to get to the stuff that they were like ending with, yeah. like 
you know, I really wanted to get to the Ahsoka stuff and the mall stuff and whatever else. So I like a bad batch felt a little just bit like filler a little. And yeah. so, and that's why I didn't, I wasn't super attached to them though. I liked the concept. I like the, I like very much like the idea of like a group of elite soldiers that are very much different than the regular clones that are really modeled on a bunch of eighties action hero stereotypes. Oh, I think yeah. that's A-team, really fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're the A team or they're like, it's like, like Hunter is Rambo and, mm-hmm. and, um, um, Gosh, oh my god, why am I having such a hard time with their names? Wrecker, Tech, Crosshair, Echo. Crosshair. Crosshair is really just Clint Eastwood in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, you know, like, that's, like, I, that is all, that's very fun to me. Like, Tech is basically the, one of the terrorists from, like, Die Hard, you know, like, you know, like the Tech guy, you know? Yeah. So, that that part's very fun to me but when when the trailer came out when they premiered the trailer at one of the disney you know one of the meetings or the you know the stockholders meeting or yeah, whatever, or whatever it was, it was yeah. like the trailer was very much geared towards the birth of the empire yes and the transition from clone troopers to stormtroopers and that had me all the way invested i like i've always been interested in like how did you get from this to this how did you like why are stormtroopers more effective which they're not than clone troopers which were like helped you basically win the war that you manufactured all the way to all the way to stormtroopers which can't hit like the broad side of a building right you know because they're facing the opposite way because they can't see anything yeah so so i really wanted to know that story and the season started with that story and then it meandered into something else and then it came back to it but by the time it came back to it i was like all right yeah like all right and i mean spoil i mean it was spoilers blah 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 spoilers 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 the destruction of camino and those facilities and like that was like man that's like that's like deep Star Wars, yeah. Not deep, deep Star Wars, but you know, like well, it's mythology. It's it's, it's you know that's important. Like. That's right. That's important Star Wars. That's important Star Wars mythology. Like the destruction of the clone facilities in Camino tell you a lot about the transition. And I was into that stuff. I just really wanted more of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Earlier, I feel like. Um, I feel like. You've said this, I've heard you say this several times now on Academy Rewind about war films. And that you're not necessarily into war films that are that like focus on like being in the trenches and like being in the mm-hmm. battles. Like and, and I feel the same way, where I am not particularly enthused by films that are like about like that aspect of of war. Um it's just not something that I gravitate towards as a, as a genre of storytelling, and I feel like there was a lot of that in this, where it's like we're in the in the trenches with the with the soldiers, with with the bad batch, right? Mm-hmm. And so that when it's heavily focused on that, honestly, those episodes of the Clone Wars were not always my favorite. Um, not just the bad batch arc, but I mean like the ones that were heavily heavily focused on just the the um, the clones, not in service of something else, um, were not my favorite. So this. That's why I was a little bit tentative about this series because it sounded like it was going to be those stories, but a whole show of just that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't exactly that, but it was 80% that. And that's not really what I'm what I'm here for. So it's it's just it's not a show for me because it's not the genre that I, you know, that we're now seeing Star Wars being made in lots of different genres, right? Mm-hmm. The same way that Marvel has been doing that, Star Wars is beginning to do that, where it's like, okay, we're going to have a slightly more comedic film, that's Solo. We're going to have a, um, um, a heist a film. Or Western flair, or a heist yes, film. a heist or, film, yes. and that's Rogue One. Yep. Like, and, and those I've been on board with, but this is now like, okay, it's a, it's a war film, like, from the point of view of the soldiers, and like what happens when you've lost the war and you're still trying to carve out your your niche like that just not a story that I'm or, or a point of view anyway that I'm particularly predisposed to what I did like I did like the yes the the empire rising stuff I wished there was more of that because that's what I really liked the Camino stuff I, I, I found interesting because yeah it ties into episode two like directly right um, I also uh I will say it clearly there is going to I I feel like clearly there is some connection between what's happening in this era of Star Wars like right after the end of the Clone War with um with these characters I feel like there's going to be a connection to the Mandalorian in some way and I feel like there's going to be a connection to the sequel trilogy in some way. Mhm. Um well yeah and, uh, there um so we said spoilers already, but you know, like, so part of the one of the main subgenres that Star Wars is going with right now is um, Lone Wolf and Cub, right? The, right. You know, the reluctant father cares for the child, right? And that is, um, I mean, that's not new to Star Wars. Like, see, I mean, really, see the prequel trilogy. Sure. Like, that's you know, Phantom Menace is literally like. Anakin, little Anakin Skywalker, come on this exactly. adventure. Let me care for you. Oh, well, you know, we're going to saddle Obi Wan Kenobi with this because Qui Gon dies. Blah blah blah. So you have um, Alpha, and which is the the bad, you know, not the bad batch, but the like regular clones. Boba Fett is Alpha, you know, the original clone. Right. He's the first. Boba Fett's the first clone, the first clone of Jango Fett, and he's the one that didn't have Django. any, didn't have any aging. Right, Boba yeah, didn't he, wasn't wasn't aged prematurely like the, right. the others are. And then you have all the clones. You have the Bad Batch experiments and blah blah blah. And then you end up with Omega, which is the girl, um, you know, and she is saddled, or the Bad Batch is saddled with her. She's the outside perspective. She's the non-soldier to grant you know a different perspective sure. and, and and all of that stuff. But I think that cloning gender swapping process blah 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 i think that all to your point to the sequel trilogy that all leads right into the mandalorian mm-hmm. with the clone with the potential cloning of palpatine involving snoke which would then of course lead right into the um which will lead right into the sequel trilogy with right. the actual snoke and and the resurrection of palpatine so somehow uh, somehow you know he has returned, except that it's not really somehow. Like here We're it is. Like here, somehow. here's the map, and you know. But that's like the somehow is like. I'm sorry, but that's Star Wars. Like that's Screw. most franchises. Like somehow something happened. Yeah, that's all things. Like you talk about a resurrection of all time. I'm sorry, Superman returning from the dead in the 90s. Somehow Superman somehow. has returned. Right. It just somehow Batman's back is healed. Somehow this, somehow that. Like it that's just the way that soap operas work. Yeah. 
and perpetual stories like Star Wars and Marvel and DC and they're all just somehows. Yeah, like, that's true. In, that's true. In, and so I, I don't get yeah. on Rise of Skywalker's case for that. How silly as it is, like it's not up to Poe Dameron to know <laughs> that's that information. True too, yeah. <laughs> Like, he's literally like, I friggin' don't know. <laughs> like, but somehow this has happened. The point is, we, and we have to deal with it. You know, in years later, the audience will know. How can the Emperor shoot lightning from his fingers? Who cares? Somehow. Somehow. The audience will know later. Um, and that's where we're getting the bit of the, the, the later. Um, I just I'm with, like to your point about me and war films. I just I just don't care. Like my favorite, my least favorite episodes of the Clone Wars have to deal with the clone troopers, like the ones. And not that I don't care about Rex or Cody or any of them. I just don't have it as an emotion, a stronger emotional attachment to them because I'm not interested in them. The the type of character or type of genre they represent. I don't care as much about Sergeant Rock as I care about Batman. Uh-huh. It's just it's just the way that it is. And and so um and so it's a little not a trudge because I honestly I think it's well written and I I I do think that it's it's really beautifully rendered and we haven't really talked about yes. that yet but like the speckled lighting in this show, like the movement of characters and the sh- like, the shading is really, really, really well done. Every episode they pull up, and I'm like, oh my god, animation! Like it's just leaps and leaps and leaps where it used to be. It's come so far, so so far since like the Clone Wars started, especially. Yeah, wow. I mean their hair moves now. I yeah. mean that's even a it's, leap into itself. It's not a helmet of hair anymore. Yeah, it's it's true, and and yeah, like it's in in. 4K HDR looks amazing. Like it looks absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I agree with you. I think it is very well written. I think that, I mean, I think Filoni is. He, I, I wish they would sort of make him the head, the official head of all things like Star Wars Story Group. I really do. I wish that he was the Lucas, um, of, the modern era because I feel like he has the best. Certainly between him and Favreau, they have, like, a really good handle on, like, Star Wars storytelling. So I'm glad that you said that because let's actually – I'm going to dive into the Mandalorian special even though you haven't watched it yet. Sure. I mean, it's a special, so it's not really a spoiler. It's behind the scenes. And it's behind the scenes stuff. But they do talk a fair bit about uh, Kathleen Kennedy um in that special and how supportive she is and the good role of a producer is allowing creative freedom for the people working on their shows and stuff like that so as much as like i think filoni has a good eye for star wars and what's needed and stuff like that we just talked for about 15 minutes about how we liked the beginning and the end of the bad batch but we didn't love the middle of it so i don't like i no offense to filoni but i don't know i want him in charge of all of Star Wars. That's fair. Because it actually is better to have a producer that gives you the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian and Star Wars films that I yeah. like, that I don't love, but I like, you know, and, you know, it's like, I think that is its own strength in its in, in itself. And so I do think that Filoni has the best understanding of George's vision. Yes. Um, that's without a doubt, but, um, but sometimes George's own vision 
gets in the way of Star Wars. And That's true. I mean, I mean, we can. I mean, everyone, most everyone, when polled, what's your favorite Star Wars film? It ends. Most people end up saying Empire, and it's not sure. just of a certain generation. It's multiple generations that will look up and down and say, "Well, it's Empire. It's Empire Strikes Back." That so it might not even be my favorite, but it's. A, I think it's the best made film. And out of the original trilogy, that's the one that George had the least creative control on. That's true. And so I think I I think that sometimes that the if like we thank the maker for Star Wars. But it's okay to have other voices yeah. in in the pit. I'm glad you said that too, actually, because I think one of the we've talked about we we both enjoy the prequels, even though that they we acknowledge that they have flaws. Yeah, but I choose to ignore them, and I love them oh so very much. <laughs> right. But the thing about the prequels is that George really was unchecked. Like he didn't have a Kathleen Kennedy. He had Rick McCallum, who was his his producer. Um, but Rick McCallum was focused on like m- executing on George's vision. Like George wants mm-hmm. this. We're going to push it forward. We're going to make it happen. Here's what we're, we're going to scout locations. We're going to like, he was the logistics guy making stuff happen behind the scenes for George. So George had the freedom to like make his movie. Right. And, mm-hmm. and the, one of the things, you know, there's that famous clip of like George after the fir- watching the first rough cut of Phantom Menace. And he's like, I may have gone too far in a few places. Um, <laughs> and it's like, no one was there to tell him, maybe this is not great. Like, maybe can we workshop this? Like we can, we can buff out a few spots and, and with some sandpaper and make it shine a little bit more in a few spots. Mm-hmm. Right. Not that it's bad, but that it just needs another pass or something like that. Um, he may not be the best screenwriter necessarily. Maybe he's better at writing the story and not so much the screenwriter. Again, your point about empire, Kasdan really made that made that um, script shine, um, and and uh, Kirshner directing it really made it. You know, like all all those people are another layer, another buff to shine it even more. That's right. And when he was doing things sort of unchecked, it, maybe things shipped when it was like it needed another draft or something. You know, but but instead, this is the shooting draft, and we're we're making it. Um, and Anakin and Padme are saying, no, I'm so in love with you. Uh, so, you know, when, I'm when maybe, so in love with you. Right. And maybe another, <laughs> if another screenwriter or, or a different director yeah. was in the mix, maybe those things would have had another pass and they would have, they would have been shined up a little bit. My point in saying this is, you're right, you make a good point that maybe Filoni and, and Kathleen Kennedy are sort of a good duo in that way because maybe like, they have with Favreau mm-hmm. with Favreau in the mix as well. Exactly. Where like they can be the brain trust that makes this happen. Um, and that if they're good collaborators, which they seem to be, we get something better because all three of them have their hands in it. Um, the counterpoint to that is like, yes. Um, all right. Fair. Uh, Filoni makes bad batch season one, at least the middle of it, we neither of us really cared for. A lot of fans did, and I wonder how much of that is just us because we don't care for this genre of storytelling in particular. And the other, I just want to finish, the last thing I want to say is also, so he he kind of like, okay, maybe that's not his best achievement ever, but then Kathleen Kennedy also thought it was okay to make three uh, Star Wars films without like a plan to unify them and just sort of like, we'll figure it out as we go. So... They both have questionable decisions. So maybe it's best when they work together because they they buff out each other's rough spots. 
I completely agree. And uh, to go to go back to your first point about a lot of fans liked it all the way through. We are not tried and true seasoned fans of the Clone Wars, and we are not tried and true fans of rebels although i mean i like both of them very much like i've watched both of them sure i like you know they they both get quite quite good there's some really excellent star wars content in both of them it's just that we weren't of the kind of like we were the age group to love the prequels we weren't of the age group to love the animated series we didn't grow up with it the same way we were already a little bit older um but um they a lot of the middle of the bad batch is connecting it to characters from the clone wars mm-hmm. there's a and rebels for that matter there's a lot of synergy between those two other properties that wrap into the bad batch which is great when you're a fan of those properties but it's kind of, but we um but we're just like passable fans of those yes. so like seeing young Harris and Dula while fun is not something that like really like really drives me um but we ha- we are guilty of having our own versions of that you know like Michael yeah. Keaton is coming back as Batman in the new Flash movie that is like totally driving me to support that movie and I know that there are other people who were like who the hell is Michael Keaton and like he like there was a Tim Burton directed a Batman movie question mark like <laughs> right. you know like well, all right well you know do a tiny bit of research sure you know but you know but even like to keep it within Star Wars like we're excited for the for the Camino stuff because we love the prequels, right? right? And in the same way, somebody was excited to see Hera because they love Rebels. And, right. and I know who Hera is, but I don't have the same attachment to her um, that a, somebody who grew up w- watching Rebels and the Clone Wars mm-hmm. might have that, that attachment. Exactly. But so, but to that point, that's why I actually think that Rebels, is, uh, not Rebel, uh, that Bad Batch is actually really successful because even though not every episode was meant for you and me, there was enough episodes meant yeah. for everybody. Yeah. And so like, I like, I hate to, I hate to say that it was, I don't want to hate to say that it was a success, but something that was like middle ground for me as a fan, I know was a great success for other fans. Right. And I'm on board for something like that. And to your point earlier, um, Rebels and Clone Wars were slow starts, and so I'm willing to say that that Bad Batch was a slow start. And I like Star Wars for Star Wars, and it's not just because I like I like the Jedi the most or anything like that. Um, Mandalorian is a great example of proving that I like, or even Rogue One is a good example mm-hmm. of like I like Star Wars for Star Wars. It doesn't have to include Jedi for me to be on board with it. Um, but there's uh, like. I understand that you have to keep all Star Wars parties interested, not just my select generation that yes. liked the original trilogy, grew up with the prequels, so we love them, and then but we're a little too old for the Clone Wars. I mean, so we were already in college by the time the Clone Wars I think, came out. I something think along those so. lines. I think you're right. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I was in. I was certainly in college. Yes, I remember now. I was okay. If you were certainly in college, I was definitely in college. You were definitely in college. Or remember seeing the movie in theaters. Yes. 
and being like, well, that wasn't very good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> and so I didn't continue with the series, which I think was a mistake, but in retrospect, but and same with Rebels, which I was I was so determined to to be on board with Bad Batch at the same time. Like, this is Star Wars animation that I can hit at the ground level and, yes. and watch with everybody. And yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think some of the characters are, are, are quite interesting. I, I really like Hunter. I really think that um <sighs> <laughs> I think that, that other guy too. Why is why I wanna keep calling him dead wrecker. No, it's Deadshot. I wanna keep calling him Deadshot, but that's not his name and it's not Sniper. It's not long shot. It's, it's... Bullseye. It's Bull- Clint. No. <laughs> it's, uh... it's the Clint Eastwood crosshair. clone. Crosshair. He's got a crosshair on his eye. <sighs> anyway, I, I he's an interesting character because you know it's not just about you know he's a he's a guy that is like no I I also took out the chip but I actually believe in that soldiers follow orders. That's really like their dy- the character dynamics in the show are really good. It's just the genre that I'm having a hard time bridging the gap between. And that's not a fault of the show. That's on a, that's on me. So I don't fault the show for those things. I feel that way too. That, that's sort of the, the, where I've landed is that like, it's not that it's a bad show. It just wasn't for me. Like I didn't care much for it, but it's not because it wasn't good. It's because right. it wasn't for me. It was it, it largely mo- a big portion of it wasn't for me. And that's okay. I can be okay with that and just realize, okay, this is actually probably someone else's favorite star Wars show in years mm-hmm. and good for them. This yeah. one wasn't for me, but the Mandalorian is that for me. So like I can still watch the Mandalorian and love it. I can watch this and and follow it enough to, to follow the story because I do think this is going to plug into the things that I do care more about that. I am more interested in, right? That Mm -hmm. final moment of the final episode where they're like, oh, you're going to help the Empire. You know, you'll be of great help to the Empire or whatever it was to the to the Kaminoans, who, by the way, side note, I hate that we've decided it's pronounced Kaminoans. I hate that because the planet's called Kamino. And for years, I was always like, no, it's it's Kaminoans because like they're from Kamino. And now it's Kaminoans. And I'm just like, ah, I hate that. I've trained myself to say it the other way. Anyway, that's just me. But um, is there another version of that in the real world that i can compare it to i'm just like going through a couple of things like it's nigeria so it's nigerians it's italian so it's italians it's swedish so it's it's sweden so it's swedish canada so it's canadians canada canadians america americans wow mexico mexican brazil brazilians wow roll credits on tim just saying nationalities (laughs) yeah United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. <laughs> Panamanians. Yeah, Panamanians. Panama, Panamanians. Is that, I don't know, is that a thing? Kaminoans. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, that's the word for people from Panama, but yes. Greek, like, Greece, Greek, Australians, yeah, Australia, Australians. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, it, no, it, you're right. It's, wow, it's that's really spelled, annoying. It's Camino, Caminoans. So I'm like, that's how it, I've always read it as Caminoans. I've seen the word written down it's, and always read it as Camino, but I've never heard it pronounced, I guess. And so I it, was always like, it's obviously Caminoans, not Caminoans, because the place is pronounced Camino. So just Caminoans. It's Australians. kind of like that. It's kind of like that joke in the Suicide Squad where Harley is like, 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah Cordal Cordal Maltesians. Yeah, Maltesians. Maltesians. Maltolios. Yes, it's that. So I've always pronounced it that way because it's just it seemed logical to me. But but in this show, apparently, it's canon that it's Kaminoans, and that drives me nuts. But anyway, Kaminoans sounds me. better than Kaminoans, which I think was probably the way that it just I ended guess. up rolling. I but know. I don't know. I I do know that. Um, yeah, so my, my point with that was that at the end when we see the Kaminoans and uh, the Empire says like, oh, yes, you'll be of great interest to the Empire, great value to the Empire. That's super interesting to me, right? That's that's the kind of thing I'm like, oh, that's the story I wanted you to tell. I wanted to see that story. Um, yep. But that's not the story that that, that this show is not the only story that this show is telling. So right now, right but now. it could but it could tell it in yes. another season. Yes. And uh, and so I'm always. For Star Wars, giving the first season the benefit of the doubt seems to be the trend. Yes, kind of like skipping the every other movie for Star Trek. So yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going in for season two strong. And really, I think the the cast is strong. But see, so it's just funny. Like when Clone Wars character showed up, I was like, meh, what? A, it's fine, a Clone Wars character. But then Fennec showed up, and I was like, yeah, Fennec, let's do it. Like Mandalorian. Like Ming Na, let's do it. Yes. So yes. you know, there's something for everybody, and so I think it was a success, and I I did enjoy watching it. Though it is a show that I'd be just as happy binging as watching every week, and uh-huh. that's the yeah, that's the. I think that's the the difference. For I me. think that's true too. One last thought is just that we are less than fifty years away from the Mandalorian in timeline, which means okay. that. Grogu is alive already at this point in time. Oh, nice. And it's true because he was in the temple. Yep. Like during at least in during Revenge of the Sith. So you are correct. He's alive. Mm -hmm. And if there is some cloning storyline that ties into the Mandalorian, the Bad Batch could very well be the thing that bridges, you know, the Clone Wars to or or the, the Clone Wars era to the Mandalorian era. Uh, or to the, the 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 classic trilogy era, are you hinting that Grogu might be clone of Master Yoda? Well, I wasn't thinking that, but that's certainly a possibility. Um, How wild would that be? That let's be clone wild. a bunch of stuff, but let's also clone a Jedi. Could be what? I I'd mean, be on board. You know what? The 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 there's lots of breakdowns on like YouTube and stuff of like how. Um, uh, Admiral, um, oh, it's the, a trap. The bad guy from the bad guy from uh, from uh, the uh, oh, Grand Moff, um, Tarkin, Grand the Grand Moff Thrawn, the Moff from the Mandalorian, whose name I'm forgetting at the moment, who's who is played by the guy from uh, Breaking Bad, but um, Gideon, Moff Gideon, thank you. Um, yes, yeah, not Grant. The only Grand Moff is Tarkin. is is um, Tarkin. Ooh. Because because Thrawn is is a Grand Admiral. Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Moff Gideon and his like whatever henchmen. Um, a couple of them are wearing um insignia that that signify that they are cloners. So uh, so there is a lot of there's a lot of speculation that either Grogu is a clone or that they want Grogu because they want to clone him and get his and like make clones that have his abilities or whatever. Um, But if there is cloning involved and if Grogu is alive, these two things 
could be put together in this show. That is just me sort of wildly speculating based on really very little, but an interesting place that they could take it to that I think could be fun. I like all those things. And I think that's a great way to end. So Frank, where can the people find us on the internet? Great. Okay. Which includes beerwithgeeks.com. Oh, and Twitter. Oh, oh specifically. And Gmail. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 After yeah. with geeks on Twitter and yeah. Email us at beerwithgeeks.gmail.com and, uh, uh, follow us and, and subscribe uh, everywhere you find your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. Um, and uh, please be sure to uh, check us out at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And uh, if you enjoy this show and the other shows like the aforementioned um, Academy Rewind, then please do uh, pitch in there and help us to keep making those shows. Yes, please do. So uh, I will say that until next time, cheers. cheers.